0: as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend, and welcome to another episode. Oh, today I have such a fun interview for you. (laughs) This one is shocking. I am interviewing my friend moni guffins who is vegan and you all know i am definitely not vegan but guess what we're great friends and we get along <laughs> we actually get along really great and this episode really what the main focus is to really talk about how to take you know our shorter term weight loss goals and turn them into a lifestyle like how do you actually do that but also within there we chat about this whole idea of you know, just because you're pro something doesn't mean that you, you need to hate something else. We just living in a time where like that just seems to be the message that you have to be polarizing. And you definitely don't. We, both of us have very common goals, which is helping our clients to be as healthy and fit and as strong as possible. And we recommend what is best for the person in front of us. And Monique will even tell you that she even recommends non-vegan things to her clients. She doesn't just train vegans. She trains um, people that eat in various different, different ways. And so Monique is a nutritionist. She is a personal trainer. She's a health coach. She's incredibly knowledgeable and it is just It was my absolute pleasure and it was so much fun to interview. So sit back and really enjoy this episode. I hope that you really get something out of it, even if it's just one thing for you or one thing to share with a friend. And if you get a moment, please share this out on Instagram or leave us a little review on iTunes. Hi, Monique. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Awesome. Thanks, Rosa, for having me today. I'm so, oh my gosh, I think like we've been talking about this for a while. So this was meant to happen. We're like, okay, let's go, let's go. We always have so many things that we talk about. And so thinking of like, what are we going to put out there today was hard because we do, we talk a lot. We talk a lot, like as a fellow trainer, nutritionist. So for those listening, Monique is A nutritionist she's a plant-based coach and she's a personal trainer um she's vegan like she eats vegan and you all know how obsessed i am and hashtag meat heals all the time so it's like (laughs) i wanted to like break the mold to show that like people who are like coaches who are vegan and coaches that also eat meat don't always hate each other. (laughs) And actually probably the majority do not. I think it's just a lot, a lot of like that social media. How can we get people to listen to our stuff, right? Like you can be pro something without being anti something else. (laughs)
1: I love so, how you say that. You're so right. Like, it's, we're not against red meat. We're not against chicken. It's good for you and for everyone is different. So I'm glad you point that out. And, you know, we all have our expertise or our niche, but it doesn't
0: mean there is a one size fits all. That's right. And that's like, for me, I'm not going, oh, she's so unhealthy because she never touches me. Like you're super intelligent and you know exactly what you're doing with your, um, oh, I've got to plug in my laptop. You know exactly what you're doing with your, we're going to get into it with your macronutrients and you're making sure that you're getting all the good nutrition that you need to get in. And like, um, yes, people can be healthy in a variety of ways that they choose to eat and that they choose for their own, whether it's their own belief system, whether it's for their health, what they're going through, whether they're experimenting, like it is possible. So yes, so we're breaking the mold that we are friends <laughs> and you don't get offended when I post and I don't get offended when you post. <laughs> no, nope, and we're both able to like each other's post or
1: comment on it <laughs> yes. as well.
0: I want to <laughs> clap it out because it's just such a thing right now. Um, so Monique, tell me, like, let's talk about your journey and, and adapting, like, like being vegan and eating the vegan, um, like vegan foods tell us a little bit about when that started for you
1: right so for me it started well before my fitness journey um I was young and my favorite food was french fries and I was just now I think back of it never a fan of um of of meat like I just I couldn't chew it I don't know there was something against it and we would go out for dinner and we had the kids meal and um, if you didn't pick up my accent I'm from the Netherlands so we do fries Mm -hmm. and schnitzel it's a thing it's a flat piece of yeah. veal breaded and it's very kids-friendly. But every time you order it, the, the schnitzel, the meat part was getting bigger and the French fries were getting smaller. So at some point I decided <laughs> that if I would be a vegetarian and I must have heard it on TV somewhere, that if I would become a vegetarian, I could just only have the French fries and no <laughs> one would argue. So this is where it started at eight, 11. I told my mom in a restaurant that I was never gonna eat meat again. Mm.
0: Wow. I love that. That's so, that's so interesting because you've kept like kept that up all these years and you're right. Like some people just don't like the taste. Like it's just not the taste, the texture, whatever it is. It's just not for them. And you know, for our listeners, like really the purpose of today's podcast is we're going to be talking about um, weight loss goals and how to turn it into um, like a short-term goal into a long-term lifestyle. But I really like talking about um our backgrounds in this because i think it has so much to do with why sometimes people can't get past like that short term thinking like how do you turn it into long term um let's talk a little bit about because i know i went through this and you've talked about like this is just the way i eat and it's not it's not my identity and i have spoken a lot about that because for a long time i was like the paleo primal coach until One day I decided I really liked hummus. And not only that, like there was just changes in my hormones being in my forties where it was actually beneficial to add some, like a little bit more carbohydrate at certain times into my meals. And I was like, okay. Um, and also like just gut health, all sorts of reasons why I started to add some different non paleo foods. And you know what? It was hard for me because that was my identity. And then I'll never forget. I don't know if you know, her name's Julie. Um, can't think of her last name right now, but she does paleo paleo, O M G She's got a website. She's very well known in the paleo community and she's an amazing cook. Like she's got phenomenal recipes on her website. And I actually just put it in the show notes because it's so useful, but she started adding beans to her meals because she learned about all the great, um, all the great, um, things in fiber and meals for your microbiome. And actually she healed her acne doing it. So it was just like phenomenal. She actually worked with a coach that, that um, guided her through that process. But I thought, well, if she has a whole website and she's marketed herself as paleo and she gets asked all the time why she doesn't change the name and she has just great answers. And it's very similar to what we're talking about is like, we've got to have a little bit room for flexibility. And then, because we don't know where life takes us in five years, 10 years time. And when we start to really make something the way we eat our identity it makes coming out of those boxes really difficult now very different to someone who's doing it for religious reasons or you know there's there's various reasons of course but we're talking about strictly from the nutritional point of view so I don't know how do you feel about that about making it like your identity or not making it your identity
1: that's good you bring that up because I was in a, in a way kind of scared of that because as I said before, the vegan community can be very judgmental and be very particular. If you do anything, you might, you know, have a pet, then you're not vegan enough. And I was like, I don't want to do that because right. I, I want people to be happy and healthy. So if they eat red meat, that's okay. I cook red meat. I buy it. I, I, I just don't want to eat it. Um, so I really, I like the term that at one point came out plants-based. Mm -hmm. It just gives you a little bit more leeway on like, you could be plant-based most of the time and still, you know, have fish and, and, and chicken sometimes, or have eggs in it. It just gives a little bit more leeway because we're so much more than just a label. Like we're not a nutrition label.
0: We're a person. Mm -hmm. That's right. And even as women, like, even with our cycle, our needs change. So maybe someone for like, three weeks of the month feels really good being plant-based only. And all of a sudden they feel like they need a few eggs or like a piece of fish or whatever it is. It doesn't mean that they're no longer plant-based. And and I like that. I, I love, and I hope that we're starting as a, as a, like in this health space, just allowing a little bit more flexibility. And sometimes, you know, we do need to be really, really strict on something, which I think we're going to talk about that before we're able to then become flexible, but you just want to make sure that, you know, that there will be like an end point to that so that you can then have that flexibility. So let's talk about like, what are, what are the main goals? So you're, you're a one-to-one trainer in person. You're in Mississauga. I can say it. I don't know that I'll be able Beautiful. to spell it. I'll look it up, <laughs> but you, um, you work with women, in person, but you also work with a lot of women online, which is how we met. We met through a kettlebell community online because we're across the country from each other. And we just hit it off because I think we have a lot of the same philosophies when it comes to health and, and our passion for helping women in particular. What would you say are the main goals of the women that come to you? Like, what are they looking for when they're hiring you?
1: That's a great question. So the the girls, I'd say that I train online, um, this wasn't really how it was, you know, planned to be, but it turned out to be a lot of them are like in their early 20s, which is right. super amazing. They're just kind of opening up to the idea of, of, of weight loss. As we said before, they're coming or they reach out for weight loss, but then Um, they leave or they stay because they really enjoy the strength training and Mm -hmm. the kettlebell training and um, the the moving heavy stuff around rather than you know doing jumping jacks and a lot of
0: cardio amazing so that that's your online or your in-person clients that's in person online i think it's in a little bit of a different
1: demographic they're a little bit older and it's mostly weight loss and a lot of um menopause so a little bit older and hormones as we talked about before right So again, so the very balance of getting enough fiber and enough protein in
0: yeah you're working with like a uh like quite a wide range of women that's so that's so cool because I'm sure the needs are very different from like your 20 year olds to your menopausal menopausal women um yeah it's partly because the people
1: that might recognize me from somewhere but like right. my own thing is online in person, but younger, but I also work for a different com- online company. So that's where a right. different demographic came from. And it's super excited to, to be able to work with so many different women.
0: Right. Let's talk about, um. let's talk about the, the weight loss goals of your online clients. Cause I think that's such a fascinating space. Cause I know you like me, we don't really love <laughs> weight loss. Like it's not, it's not our goal for people yet. We do recognize that that's what people desire. And also it's a fair goal in a sense that if you're feeling like that's really holding you back, like we also, why hold that against someone? Like you can achieve those weight loss goals. We can help you with those as well as change them and, and, and transition from, just the weight loss into an actual long-term lifestyle goal. And so it's not, you will still get, you will achieve your goal, but the point is you're going to achieve your goal and so much more. And often I believe that when women come to us, they sometimes just don't know what's out there. You know, I kind of like, I've just thought of this I remember going to university because I was going to be a a school teacher and I got to university and I was blown away at how many different careers you could do. Like I met these people all doing different jobs. And I was like, I didn't know that there was all these options out there in the world. Like I came from a family of teachers. So that's what I was going to be. I never even considered. So I think also a lot of times when women come to us, they think that they want weight loss, but they also don't know what the other what's optional for them like that yes you can also build strength you can also heal your gut health so that you're not bloated anymore so that your brain becomes healthier you think better like that whole you balance your hormones like there's so much more to it and so um to be fair like i said a lot of times people think that that's all that's really out there so it's through podcasts like this that we kind of get the word out there's so much more
1: exactly and i also feel like you know, as you bring up before, but it's so empowering if you actually have the option, you know, to to, to lift weights, to, to choose the food that works for you um, mm-hmm. with your goals. And you can change that around and just we want them to learn as well how to do this on their own. And we talked about before, we're not pro cookie cutter plans like this is your workout and this is your food and and that's it. Cause we really
0: want to teach them a lifestyle. Yeah. Amazing. Let's, let's focus a little bit on the, on the food side of it. What tool or what do you, what strategy do you feel works the best for, for women for you? Like that really gets them those goals that they're after. Especially in the
1: beginning, like very being from macros is my way of doing it. So the three macronutrients um, protein, fiber, sorry, carbs, fiber, and fats, Um, making sure that those are balanced in whatever your goal is and your age is and or any imbalances in your body, like hormones you might have. Uh, But that are the tools you have, you don't have to restrict, you don't have to call food, uh, good or bad or clean or not. Um, Within macros, you can have a very good um, variety of foods and a good lifestyle while you
0: reaching those goals that are my possibly be weight loss in the beginning amazing let's talk about that because this macro talk like people hear like count your macros count your macros and I guess like we know what they are in the sense of carbohydrate proteins proteins and fats but what what um what's like one of the first things that you'll you'll coach women on when it comes to their macros if this is something that's like totally foreign to them uh in the beginning like
1: just tracking your food. And there's plenty of apps out there. You don't have to do it on an Excel sheet anymore. Just yeah. to kind of see where your natural balance is. Like for me personally, when I first started to do macros, I came across that I just wasn't eating any protein mm. and I wasn't eating enough healthy fats. Like, and I was living on carbohydrates.
0: Right. So- yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting that you say that. Um, it can be a pain to count at first, I think, but you get, quicker at it. And it is a powerful tool. Like I, I, I love calling it a tool because that's what it is. I don't want anyone tracking for their life, but you also become very savvy at understanding. I always think of it. It's kind of an education of understanding and learning about your food rather than trying to make yourself feel bad or, or stick within like this rigid box for the rest of your life. I think it's a really interesting education that you get from tracking. But like you, that is the number one thing that I see with women is not enough protein. They could be eating like what they see as healthy foods. And a lot of times they are healthy foods, but there's no protein. Like I can't count how many times like in the past where I'd been sitting in a staff room and like, you know, people will have like all these salads and they look so healthy and you're like, no protein in there, like no protein.
1: And also, we don't realize sometimes, you know, we think lentils and nuts are protein, Mm. but they are, but they're actually carbs or fats with protein in it. So I think a lot of times we think we're doing the right thing until you actually track and really Mm. dissect the food you ate. You're like, oh, oops. Yeah. Or in the plant based community, you might eat a veggie burger, and because a burger is protein, but it doesn't have to be there's plenty of veggie burgers out there with zero protein in there
0: right right oh that's so interesting um yeah when i was when i first started tracking i'm trying to think of what you know what really shocked me actually is the good side of things too how once you get the hang of it how much food you actually can eat feel satisfied feel full because that's the point and um and it still be relatively low carb or keep you within your macros that you need to for whatever your goals are. But that, I think that that's like a really positive thing that comes out of it. You're like, Whoa, I can eat all of that. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And I think a lot of women
1: just ingenuously know as well, don't eat enough, maybe have certain mm-hmm. days or nights when there might be, you know, a, some festivity going on. There's a ton of food, But then the rest of the time we restrict ourselves so much and we, we don't eat enough and we don't get enough of anything. And then we don't feel good.
0: That's huge point. Yeah. You end up on that roller coaster that like sugar crashing, like up, down, up, down from being all over the place for sure. Um, What is your recommendation? Like, obviously um, you know, for our listeners, be kind of very general. I know that this, they're obviously when you're working with someone, it's very specific to their goals in the sense that, you know, it depends how much they're training. It depends what kind of stress they're under. It, there's like a lot of factors that will individualize it for you, but just for someone that's listening, what, where's a, a good place to start in terms of their macros? Like how much protein do you recommend they get and carbohydrates like that kind of thing?
1: If you're doing it by percentage and you know your caloric intake for whatever reason, you might have found it out from a, a doctor or a dietitian. Mm-hmm. Uh 30% protein, 30% fat, and 40% carbs for the average. But um, if you're a little bit older and in menopause, we recommend like more fats in percentage to carbs, just because your body does break down a little different, not saying no carbs. That's right. um, but if you're doing it per grams and you're just focusing on protein, um, but most likely I like to use this like one gram of your uh, desired body weight, but you'll have yeah. to do that realistic. Not saying I want to be 90 pounds. Cause
0: right. No, <laughs> so you
1: need right. to know what you're saying.
0: Yeah, that's right. I always like um, generally most people are going to be at least at a hundred grams of protein right. But most don't mm. get to uh, like, most people are nowhere near hundred grams of protein, most women. And so I always, for me personally, I always start with, okay, let's get you to a hundred grams of protein <laughs> because that could feel like a jump to people. It's not a huge jump though. It's actually pretty surprising. Like, for example, if you are eating meat, because that's what I know best, like one small palm, like of chicken can be like 25 grams. Like it doesn't take you a lot to get to hundred and people are always kind of surprised by that it's again, it comes from knowing your food and what you're eating. Um, and then from that, I agree. That's what I do too, is one gram per desired, desired, um, body weight that you'd like to get to, but yeah, so I, I go baseline first and then I move and then we move it up. (laughs) And something interesting that I learned was that, you know, as you do get older and go into into menopause and stuff, your body doesn't synthesize the protein as well. So you do need to be having a little bit more than when you're, when you're younger.
1: Um, when I started uh, on macros, I had a good day it would be 20 grams of protein. So you were right in the beginning, my goal is wow. 50 grams, <laughs> I think baby steps.
0: Yeah. It's not so important. It's like, we just want to go from zero to hero, but that's not what's going to help us. No. Nope. Yeah. What, how do you like... How long do you get people to track their macros for? Like, what's a good amount of time on average that you've seen with the people that you've worked with a good amount of time to be doing it? Cause they don't want to be doing it for the rest of their lives. But, um, I know I do it off and on throughout the year. Like I'll be like, Oh, I can feel like some slippage or I'm not quite feeling so great. So I know it's time to kind of rein it in again.
1: Totally. Good point. If you're at that goal, you're like, Oh, I need to, you know, dial in my nutrition and, or my workout plan. Uh, I go back more Pacific. I eat very much the same things. So often you don't actually have to track as much anymore. yeah, um, because you know, like, right. how, you know, I eat the same types of proteins. So I know how to get to my desired, uh, gram, but I think most need at least six months to a year to track yeah. because consistency. Often when you start tracking, you might fall off and you don't track for a little while. Like if someone starts today and is doing this consistent, three months might be really good. But for a lot of us, there's a lot of trial and error. So on and off, it might be a year before you actually know what you're eating. And it also depends how many different variety of things you eat. Some of us are very regent and very organized. So you can do this so much quicker than just kind of eat what you feel like all the time.
0: Yeah, I like that because that also accounts for um, it tells us a lot about ourselves. If we can track for like three to six months, at least, or like you said, if someone can really do it for even longer, it's it allows us to kind of see also what we're like in different seasons and also during different like life is seasons in itself and that we have stressful times and we have fun times and seeing like, what do we do? how does, how do we respond in those times? Like, are we an emotional eater? And we didn't think we were. And all of a sudden we're like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. Like, I think it's a good tool. I just like, don't like people to, you know, the tool isn't to make you feel guilty. The tool is to give you a way of understanding yourself better.
1: And even if you track on like the, not the day that was exactly as planned. Sometimes it's really good to know that in in your mind, a really good day or really bad day, how that actually looks on paper or on your app. And as you say, like, you don't have to track, even if you track for a year, it doesn't maybe 365 days, there is a holiday or there's a vacation that you just make that choice to not be in your phone and in the app, but be present in the moment Love that. and see how that feels. And how do you come back from that?
0: Exactly. Trust yourself too. Right. And also like, just like, um, I'd say just like we, you know, you don't get healthy in one day. You also don't become unhealthy in one day. <laughs> like, so like give yourself a little break. If you're going on a weekend vacation, as long as it's not every weekend, like you're going to be okay. <laughs> it's like, It's But you're right. Yeah. And, and also I, I believe that what we forget is that, you know, as you start tracking and as you start feeling better and feeling more energy you you're literally a different person so how you think like how it feels really hard at the beginning to be tracking into doing this like you don't feel that like two and three months down the road it gets quick you get faster at it you feel good the energy is great you see the purpose in it like all of those things start to really shift
1: yeah. I think it's similar with working out. When you first start working out it can be very intimidating and everything takes forever because you don't know how to set up the machines. And then now you just, you know, you do your workout and that's it. You don't even think about it.
0: Yeah. That's a perfect um, segue into my next questioning. Cause I want to talk about strength training and cause I'm a huge, like uh, women and strength training is just like so many beautiful things that come out of that. When did you become like, were you always interested in strength training? Like when did you become interested in it? I was very young, interested
1: in exercises, but I was really into the group fitness classes mm-hmm. and the running like yourself, you Thank know, me, we, yeah. did, we did some running. Um, but then I saw, when I guess when you grow up, you see other people in the gym and those women looked so their arms were so toned and that's what cool. I was like. Was never at the i never looked at anyone's legs, but I wanted arms like that. I wanted biceps.
0: <laughs> that is so, so funny. Do I don't think I don't think we've ever talked about that. You know it's so funny? I always say to my clients, arms are the new boobs, man. <laughs> I don't have those. So I had to come up with something else. I don't have them either. That's why I started saying that. But now like, it's been this big thing where people are getting explants because like, it's just so bad. You know, people are really suffering with their health. That's not a laughing matter, but I'm like, don't worry, man, just work on your arms. Like arms are sexy, man. Like that's where you want to be. <laughs> nope. That's awesome. And so where did you, um, like, how did you start to learn? Cause I think strength training is very intimidating for women. I know it was really intimidating for me. It was just, um, yeah, I remember just being nervous going into a gym, into the weight area where usually it's a lot of guys and that kind of thing. So a lot of women just avoid it and it's just easy to go on the treadmill. It's not that they don't necessarily want to, but they don't know where to start. Like, how did you feel when you first were like, okay. I want to do that. Like what were you just brave and did it? Or did you like, what did you do?
1: Yeah, well, actually I I got injured and I couldn't do group classes. So I still went into the gym, but I could only work on my upper body. So I just did it. I don't remember anyone anymore showing me. So I'm sure definitely for sure I didn't do the right things, but I just went in and do it. And I looked at a little picture on the machine because this was well before the cell phone came up. Yeah. So. And kind of, kind of wing it, and in time, I've learned different things. Like I was dating a personal trainer, that helped
0: too. At some point. oh, that helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say professor. that <laughs> Well, yeah. they, it's the people you surround yourself with, right? Like if you're hanging out with people that are doing that, like whatever it is that you desire to do, you're going to do more of it. So that's so cool. And what were like some of the changes that you, that really inspired you to keep going and to then start thinking like, you know what, this is something that I would love to actually like coach other people to do as well.
1: I think again, because so many years I just, I went to the gym and just played on machines. I didn't know what way Mm -hmm. to use. I didn't have an order. I just kind of looked around and did something. Mm -hmm. I did more cardio than I did weightlifting. And In time, I just thought when I finally figured it out and that was mostly online, I I bought some online like cookie cutter type plans, but I got the vision and then I went, I need to learn more. And then I got certified and then I wanted to teach others. I got certified for myself and then I realized, oh, this is so fun. You can teach other people this too.
0: Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. So you just got certified for you. You weren't even thinking of doing it as a business. No, no. Wow. that's And then
1: more and more people come ask you, right. Friends will call you and basically um, mostly male friends asked me. And then I was like, well, when I started my business, I wasn't like this. It's different. I feel like there's enough out there. There's so much difference that in the woman's body that we need to think of.
0: Right. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that too. Um, What, like when it comes to your clients, what do you think, like, what do they struggle with most when they come to you? Like, you know, as much as we would like everyone to succeed, like there's always like, you know, some people that maybe it's just not their time and it just for whatever reason, but what let's focus on like the women that do come like and succeed. What is it that you feel helps them to get there, to get what they were desiring?
1: I think two things, like consistency is one thing. And the mm. other thing goes in hand in hand with that is like being realistic what your goals can be.
0: Right. I think
1: if you're coming in, like, you know, I have two weeks, and I want to go from A to Z. Right.
0: You're yeah, not and not
1: succeeding. I,
0: and I guess that's the power of having like a coach <laughs> to really help you through that. You know, consistency is like, I always say consistency is not sexy. Like people don't like that word. And whether it's in business, whether it's in health, whatever it is, like consistency is the magic. It really is. What, what things, what habits do you feel they need to be consistent with? If they're going to really kind of crack this code.
1: With our time management in a way of like no excuses, but also making sure you make time for you and your goals. Mm. your health. This is when I'm working out. And this is when I meal prep, like sadly, just going to the gym or doing a workout program or a class online mm. or whatever it might be is for most of us, just not enough. We need to dial in that nutrition as well.
0: Right. Um, yeah, I agree. And so would you say that's the biggest reason why women, some women that come to you don't succeed is just that they just can't grasp that time management or do you think there's other other blocks there
1: there's other blocks there as well and obviously it can also be like we talked about before like hormones but I think mostly Mm. is you really have to make that decision that you're going to commit to it for months not days like it's not just a Monday Mm. thing it has to be seven days a week it cannot you can have fun as we said before but if you have fun from Thursday to Sunday every week you're not going to get the goals you want
0: that's right. And you know, what? I'm glad that you talked about like hormones can be a block and you hear a lot of women saying, okay, I can't shift this weight because of my hormones. And there is truth to that. I don't want to not validate that. Like, especially as you know, someone in my mid forties, I'm sure I'm about to hit that stage. Like I'm just waiting for it. My mom was quite a bit older, so I'm hoping it's going to like wait a little bit longer for me, but there does come that stage where that happens. And I think that's where the power of, wanting to desiring for yourself, making time for yourself to be healthy and to focus on strength training and all the other benefits that we talked about, not just weight loss will keep you in it the long for the long road, because we don't want to just exercise just so that we keep the weight off. Like it doesn't, there'll be a time that we'll all go through those cycles where it's just not working for the weight loss because of whatever your hormones are trying to balance out or something else you need to shift something else somewhere. Like, like who knows, but there's so many more benefits, like our posture, our longevity, our like our energy, our microbiome, like all, all of it. Like there's so many other benefits.
1: I think you said earlier, really good as well. Like sometimes it's not your time. If you're just don't have time to rest and recover and sleep, or you're so stressed in your daily life, you can absolutely still work on your nutrition and workouts, but you cannot expect your body to make major fat loss changes while it's under this enormous amount of stress or exhaustion.
0: Yeah, that is such a good point. That's huge for people. And, and yeah, if you've got a big stress, that has to be you know, maybe you just fit in, you start with smaller habits and you just don't, like you said, you have these realistic goals. So, you know, okay, I'm under a lot of stress. The weight loss isn't going to be a thing, but I still need to make these little lifestyle changes. So I'm going to start with something smaller, like a smaller habit and stick to that.
1: And we all know when we build a little bit more muscle, muscle turns into a little fat burning machines. If you do it right, like, your, so you might as well start now because it takes a very, very long time to, to build muscle. So
0: Yeah. I, you know, it's so interesting talking about like building muscle. I always think, you know, each decade that we're in the, the better we work at training our muscles to build that lean muscle mass, it's just going to help us that much more in the next decade of our life. So like start, I always, I just think longevity, like um, I see my mo- own mom at 81, who's super strong, but it's because of how strong she's built her body over the years. Like it just doesn't happen over overnight. So think long-term, right? You want to be like a hot 60 year old, be training in your forties, right? Like <laughs> you're right. And our moms are super,
1: you know, like my mom went um, to radiation a few years ago and she made a point again, she's in the Netherlands, it's to bike to the hospital for radiation almost every appointment because it took her like three times longer, but she wanted to do this because you can't do in Canada, but you can do it. there.
0: Wow. See, that's incredible. And that's really true, truly understanding like the power of exercise and health. And she had that strength. And I, I just think the stronger your body is, the more chance you have to really then deal with you know, the surprises that life throws at us, right? Like in my mom's case, it was a broken ankle that, you know, she had to deal with in your mom's case too, like some a health concern as well. So yeah, it's like the stronger you are, that's you're setting yourself up for success. Like it's really, really powerful.
1: Yeah, your body naturally is going to let go of muscle mass and bone density. And we know that that's a fact. So why would you not want to try and reverse as much as you can or slow that process down as much as you can?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about business. Cause I always like chatting a little bit about business. Like when you said you got certified for yourself, like at what point did you like, where did you make this decision to actually start working online and, or training people in person and actually turning this into um, a business?
1: Definitely started in person just because you know, that was what you did. So in my garage, we slowly turned it into more and more of a gym space and more. Equi- Every time I got a new client, I got a new piece, piece of equipment or oh, an cool. dumbbell or kettlebell or like that was my, my thing. And we have a good section now. Um, just wanting to help people out. And I, the online world was kind of foreign to me for that thing, but just people come to you, you work with them for an hour. And because of my Certification, I also wanted to talk about nutrition all the time and mm. you know, guiding because in the past when I had my own trainers, no one ever mentioned anything about nutrition. Maybe right. in passing they mentioned the word macros or protein, right it didn't mean anything to me. Right. Amazing. Not to me specific.
0: Yeah. So um I love that. Like if you I don't know if you could choose, like which ones do you think is the most important? Nutrition <laughs> or training? nutrition I think because that's
1: what you do 24 hours a day seven days a week Mm -hmm. and training could be only three only it could be you can have great success with three four hours a week right if you only eat well or whatever three to four hours a week
0: it's not yeah yeah I love that any and you can actually put on lean muscle by choosing the proper foods and just living your daily life like I'm not saying you're gonna get ripped or anything but like but like food is super powerful Um, I love that. The one thing I have to say though, for, for me, my experience has been that when you're training, your body just naturally wants to eat better. Like it's just such, um, it's such a boost and then you need to eat better to support the training so that you're not, so that you're healing properly. But I just, I think the two together are just like this beautiful, magical pair Exactly.
1: I used to have this thing from sugar hangovers because I was eating so much carbs and I love my sweets and sugar hangovers are worse than real hangovers. They are awful. And then I started to connect the dots. I was like, Oh, I
0: feel better. That's awesome. I love that. I love that you have this past of not being like this perfect eater, this perfect, you know, like you're so relatable with your clients. And I think that's what makes you so real to people is like, you know what it's like to be on both sides. Like when they're telling you what their experiences are, you really get it, like physically get it. You could remember it.
1: Yeah. And I was just really lucky because I was always in the hospitality industry. So I was always very active. So I I guess if I had a desk job, life would be different maybe right now,
0: but. Right, right. So, so then you started, how did you get into the online training? Uh, The world changed.
1: So online became the thing and I, um, I did a photo shoot and I got a website and I just kind of went for it.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And same thing. I wasn't doing a. I t- I mean, I've always had an online presence, but I didn't do a lot of coaching online until the yeah, last few years. Like you said, the world changed. <laughs> Everyone had never to stay had home. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think it was an interesting time because I think it also a lot of new people fell into the space of health and there's something also for, I think that like, you know, for some women who were maybe nervous about the gym, like this became a real opportunity to explore strength training and doing different coaching at home to build that confidence. Yeah, I did uh, like workouts in the park uh, with, with individuals
1: or with groups. And then, you know, people were asking if I would do the classes on zoom and
0: like sure, why not? And amazing. it's just the ball started rolling. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. What what do you feel is like one mindset or habit that you think makes the biggest impact on your clients? Like one shift that they can have, like that you've seen really, really will help them to get to those goals. Like you can almost see it happening for them.
1: That it's a lifestyle and not a restriction that you can do and eat what you want to do you can do the type of workouts or the type of cardio you enjoy Mm. Uh, you can eat the things you want to eat it's just balancing it all out it's not it doesn't have to be awful it's fun it's great
0: I love that yeah I love that so it's not so much about like eliminating all the things that you love it's just about implementing things that work and balancing it out Yeah. Beautiful. Don't enjoy it. You're not going to stick with it. Like you're going to go back to older habits or you
1: bounce right back. So, or you are going to crave something so much, you're going to have way too much of it. So just, you know, balance it all out and figure out how you can do and eat the things you enjoy and still reach your goals.
0: Love that. Yeah. Let's get rid of this guilt thing, right? Like, Oh, that doesn't help anyone.
1: No, ever nobody is perfect. Like it's progression, not perfection is something I definitely bring up a lot. Beautiful. And I, I live by that because not every workout is going to be perfect.
0: Not every night of sleep is going to be perfect. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. Progression, not perfection. That is so good. Very cool. Okay. I've got two last questions. You and I can always talk forever, but so many things (laughs) we'll do, we'll do another episode down the road for sure. Um, let's talk, let me ask you the last two questions that I always ask everyone. So one is what is one thing that you read or that you heard that changed everything for you? And usually we have a few of these moments, obviously in our life, but what is one you can think of?
1: I think going back to everything we talked about, but it was macros. So when I got my first online um, program that had mentioned the word macros and mm-hmm. learning about what protein was game changer, like, wow, no one had told me this before. Is it that simple? Yes. that simple.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. So cool. Okay. What, and the last question is what does living life by design mean for you?
1: Freedom outdoors, um, flexibility. I think doing what you like to do at the moment, being flexible and being able to be outside. That was something that wasn't in my life previously. And now it is. And I think if we're happy, I'm happy. I can make my clients way happier too, because it just, everything goes better. Right. I love that.
0: I can really resonate that with that. Did you make a conscious decision to? start to do those things more to bring those things into your life?
1: Yeah. I think the more I I learned and researched and was helping and coaching other people, Mm -hmm. I was seeing the switches or you, you know, you have to live the life you preach too, because you want to want that. And I just realized you have to put your own needs first, not saying to drop everyone and everything around you, but you have to focus that everything you do has to be because you want to, not because you have
0: to. Love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a wonderful place to end. We'll just add back in the progression, not perfection. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate you. And I'm so grateful for the value that you've put out there. Where can people find you online? Like, how can they reach out to you? And I'll put it in the show notes too, but just let us know.
1: Yeah. I'm everywhere on feeling fiercely fabulous,
0: feeling fiercely fabulous. social media or yeah. Love that. And just an FYI to our listeners is that you do coach online and you are a vegan, but you don't just coach people in like the vegan way of eating, like you coach vegan, vegetarian, um, meat eaters, because when because you're focusing on the macros. So it's not about um you don't have to be vegan in order to reach out to Monique. If you are great too, because she's a wealth of knowledge. Um just she's a nutritionist, right. So she can do it all. But yeah, I just want to make that clear because I don't want people to limit themselves. If they're really feeling like a connection with you and they're feeling called to reach out to you for some one-to-one training, then that's awesome. And I know like you're really flexible in the sense that, you know, if someone wants to come and learn for, you know, a few sessions, or if they want to be longer term, that that you're um, you're so great that way. You just like to really help women. Yeah. We can start anywhere, anytime. Awesome. Thanks, Monique. Have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.